0: If you struggle with chronic pain or muscle tension or even tightness from chronic stress, I have a new product for you from Bond Charge, and it quite possibly could change your life. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. From blue light glasses to EMF management to their new infrared sauna blanket, Bond Charge has all the high-quality and effective products you are looking for. I use Bond Charge blue light-blocking orange glasses every night starting two hours before bed, and I wear the computer glasses when looking at screens. Both. Of made such a massive difference in my headaches and sleep. And just last month, I finally invested in a sauna blanket from Bond Charge. I've had my eye on it for a long time because it's the most affordable one out there that provides high quality, far infrared light in a convenient and easy to use blanket setup. I am now 100% a sauna blanket super fan. I look forward to it every night. I typically lay it out on my bed, hit the button to heat it up. And sit inside of it at night while watching TV after the kids go down. Far and Fred Light works by heating the body up directly, which speeds up your metabolism and sweat rate. It also relaxes muscles and reduces muscle tension. And I've already noticed a big shift in my soreness and chronic pain. Ultimately, it's an incredible way to support your lymphatic system and detoxification, which, frankly, we all need to be more proactive about. You will feel relaxed, re-energized, and recover better. If you've been eyeing saunas, I couldn't recommend this more. And we have a deal which you will not find anywhere else. Go to bondcharge.com forward slash well fed and use the code WellFed to save 20%. That's Boncharge B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com forward slash well fed. Use the code WellFed to save 20%. That's $140 off your very own sauna blanket. You are now listening to Well Fed Women, the show that's been radically changing the way women perceive health, fitness, and their bodies since 2015. I'm your host, Noelle Tarr. Submit your questions to wellfedwomen at gmail.com. And you can keep up with the show on Instagram at wellfedwomen. Welcome to the Well-Fed Women podcast. This is episode number 415. I am your host, Noelle Tarr of coconutsandkettlebells.com. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner and a certified personal trainer. Today, I am here with Helen Cristoni to talk all about water contaminants, water filtration systems, and we may even talk a little bit about the water filter controversy and what you need to know when it comes to certifications and claims made by companies When it comes to water filtration systems. So, we're taking it head on, and I really appreciate Helen's willingness to do so. So, I'm thrilled that you're here. This is something that I've been meaning to talk about on the podcast for a very long time. However, it's just a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to figure out what the heck is going on with contaminants and what filter takes out what is my fridge filter okay? What is carbon versus carbon block? What the heck is reverse osmosis? Do I actually need to do that? What are the benefits? So that is what Helen Cristoni is going to be talking about with us today. She's actually in charge of, she's a vice president of business development and partnerships at a company called Ideal Living, and she personally is super passionate about clean water, and the company overall does a lot of humanitarian work trying to help people with um, making sure that they're drinking clean water, which I think is so important. At Ideal Living, they make a couple different types of water filters, specifically a reverse osmosis filtration system, which is actually the one that I decided to buy. So I asked her to come on. I've been begging her for months, and I'm so thrilled that she agreed. Now, while I chose the AquaTrue and I chose the reverse osmosis system, that's not what we're going to be talking about only today. We're going to actually really dive into all the different type of water filtration systems and what they do and the benefits of each. So while I chose AquaTrue, it may not be right for you. And what's right for you is really going to depend on your own personal needs, your finance, and your situation and what's important to you. So, I am really excited to have Helen here to really unpack all of this. She is a passionate health and wellness executive with over 20 years of experience across a wide range of businesses. Helen thrives on connecting people with great products through meaningful partnerships with her uniquely diverse background and dedication to healthy living. Helen has an integral role as vice president of business development and partnerships at Ideal Living. Helen oversees both education and partnerships at Ideal Living and strives to to help people around the world learn about the importance of having purified water in their homes. And side note, if you want to learn more about AquaTrue, which is the filtration system that I decided on, we got the countertop version, we drink it, my dog drinks it as well since she has a heart issue, and I do believe it's made a huge difference you can go to coconutsandkettlebells.com forward slash aqua true. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U. There you can learn more, and they also have a special discount for us. Again, that's coconutsandkettlebells.com forward slash aqua true. Now let's get to the interview. Well, welcome, Helen. I am so happy to have you here, and I so appreciate you taking the time to really dive into water contaminants and water filtration, because it's hard to find good (laughs) resources and good information about this topic. Thank you so much, Noel. I mean, I'm really
1: happy to be here with you today. And water is a very complex topic, so I'm ready to get right in it.
0: Cool. Okay, so let's do it, because I do have a lot of questions. We had, this was, when I put out a poll, I put out a poll to like, sometimes my Facebook group and Instagram. And I got a lot of questions and there were some really common themes, but I think that what would be great for us to do in the beginning is just to talk through first, you know, what is actually in the water and then how we can go about making it safer to, you know, to drink. So first, let's just talk through what contaminants are typically found in our city water, sometimes also referred to as tap water.
1: Sure. So let me get right into it. So um, this is probably going to be the most alarming part of our conversation today. So if anybody hears anything, please listen to this. Common found contaminants are arsenic, lead, PFAS, chlorine, chloramine, fluoride, and nitrates. And so my big aha moment was when I ran my own zip code in the environmental working group, the EWG database. So if you go to their site on the top right, it says tap water report, and you click that button and you can run your tap water report. So I ran mine and I had... 32 contaminants detected so let's talk about what was in my water so i live here in los angeles nice neighborhood pay my water bill i have my own home and when i ran my report it showed that arsenic was at 10 times the guideline and what was the potential effect it's cancer and that that certain contaminant is not removed by only carbon filters. So that's really important. And then I also have chromium in my water. Now, chromium was made famous by Erin Brockovich in her movie. So chromium, which we've known about for years and years and years, you know, Erin made that movie about it. It was at 247 times the limited amount in my water supply. And what's the potential effects from chromium? Cancer. And then I also had nitrates and nitrates in my water at 21 and 37 times the health guidelines, potential effect, cancer, triomethanes at 171 times the guidelines. And you got it. What's the same potential effect? Cancer. And so these are all referencing data from the environmental working group. And it's really interesting that, you know, the statistics are is that chromium six has been found in more than 247 million Americans' homes. That's three out of every four Americans have a known carcinogen in their tap water. And then PFAS is, you know, these forever chemicals everyone's talking about. And um, they're a really, really big problem. And so PFAS is estimated to be in over 200 million Americans' homes. So if you think your tap water is safe, you really need to rethink it because it is not safe at all. And one thing that's really important about that, at pfas and forever chemicals is that you cannot boil pfas out of your water. You when you go to cook and you go to make a pot of pasta and you go to make tea, you fill a dog bowl, you make mac and cheese, you you know sterilize something you are not boiling out these forever chemicals and basically you're cooking with toxic stew. And so when we take a minute and we think about every single time we go and we turn on our faucets so since we were kids, you know, and every time we've cooked something that, you know, good old craft macaroni and cheese, when we fill up our pot, we make that mac and cheese. Like we are making toxic stew, and so that is when I was like, "Wow, you know, I'm not a scientist; I'm a marketing person." But this is when I got very passionate about educating about water because people just don't realize. Like, I'm an educated woman; I'm an executive, and I didn't learn this until I was in my late 40s. Right? So, so when I have kids and family, and husband, and parents, and and so I, I find this topic so important.
0: Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing that really is confusing to me. You find all this stuff in your water. It's past the limits. How is that allowed? Because a lot of people are saying, like, I I got the question multiple times. Well, like, you know, everything's tested and it says it's considered safe. So if we have all these lower level considered safe levels in our water, then why shouldn't we believe the government or the utility company that's telling us this information? And is it really a problem?
1: It's it's so what happens is, is when it leaves the water facility, it very well may be safe. But mm-hmm. then think about the road traveled, think about where it needs to go through, what touches it from the time it leaves the water facility, like the where it has to go the several miles to get to your house. It's going under roads. It's going through pipes. It's changing through different types of pipes. Pipes are broken ground soils leaching into that water. You know, rain is falling down and getting into the water supply, then it's going through different pipes you're, you know, like um coming into your home. You can have an old home, you can have a new home, and then there's contaminants in the actual water. So, um there is a there is a um, contaminant called chloramine. It's a type of chlorine. It's chlorine mixed with ammonia. And now we're learning, I just learned this the other day, is that chloramine actually eats through copper pipes so you know everyone's gone through we've repiped our houses we're not using clay pipes anymore we're using copper because that's the you know industry standard and this chloramine that people that the municipalities are putting in to remove bacteria from the water is actually chewing through your copper and also you know this is a, this is another fact is that it's killing like it kills bacteria. so if you're ingesting any of this chloramine, it's killing all your good bacteria in your gut hence like all these gut health problems we're talking about biome, whatnot anyway so and then another thing is you know it, to fix the, you know, the water plants where they treat the water is one thing, but to treat the infrastructure is very political. So, you know, when candidates run there are lobbyists from different corporations and different, you know, private sectors that are all, you know, lobbying against doing this and doing that. And and the amount of money it would take to actually go in and do the infrastructure reset that we would need as a country to fix the water problem is just insurmountable. And so um, that's why you don't hear so much of it when when from our government authorities. It's like their hands are tied. Um, it's a big problem. It's going to be a big undertaking to fix it and um and it's going to be a long time until until we read something like that
0: interesting i never thought about it from a political perspective one that a lot of people would struggle to run on a platform where you're spending a ton of money to fix something i mean we all think oh the government's going to take care of us but some of these issues are huge And I mean, we've seen obviously in the news, a lot of water problems causing sickness and long-term chronic disease that were never really addressed, even when people were sounding the alarm. So, um, that's really, that's something else to think about. Um, so, so does you talked about this a little bit before, but I, I want you to expound on it. Does, um, can, do contaminants vary by city, state, and even house? And is is like concentrated cities like Los Angeles or New York City, do they typically have more contaminants in their water? And does like the age of a city maybe even play into that? Well, let's start by saying that the
1: con- legal limits of contaminants haven't even been updated for 20 years. So we haven't even like the, you know, um, the government hasn't even updated that list, and there's new contaminants that don't even hit their list, like Forever Chemicals and PFAS, like I was just talking about. But to answer your question about contaminants varying by city and state, absolutely. You know, like if you're here in the city, you're gonna get a lot of, you know, road pollution, there's a lot of construction. Um, you could be by factories, plants, all kinds of things. In the country, you could be by farmland, airport, you know, if you're if you're by anywhere where they're growing things or treating crops, that's a whole other type of issue that we, we you need to look at and um and also if you have well water versus city water there's different ways to go in and look to make sure your water what the liver what um what the water quality is and um everybody should know what's in their water because if you know what's in your water you know how to then go ahead and
0: fix that problem okay So you talked about the EWG and we can actually get the reports for what's in your water. But we got this question a lot. Should we all be testing our individual water that's coming into our house for contaminants? And if so, is it as easy as like getting a kid offline or how do we how do we do that?
1: Sure. I mean, you can go to like. Home Depot, Lowe's, and or go online and buy one either for well water or for city water. And you can actually test what's in your faucet and see what's in it. But I really think that the easiest way for most people to understand what's in their water is just to go to the EWG's database, you know, because it's your actual town, your zip code that you're in, you know, and so it really gets down to a zip code territory. And so, and if you have Everybody's water has chlorine in it, chloramines in it, triomethanes in it. So nobody's water is really safe to drink, right? From the city, because what they're putting in it to take the, you know, the bacteria out of it is harmful for us and causes things like liver cancer and whatnot. And so everybody should be purifying their water in some capacity.
0: So interesting because. My city, I, you know, I'm part of a Facebook group for my neighborhood and I had noticed that it's like once a year, I'll get this overwhelming chlorine smell. Like I'm, like I'm at a pool, you know, like, like this, you know, nostalgic smell that from childhood of like, wow, my shower now smells like a pool. And I looked in my little Facebook group and apparently our utility company and you know the water providers flush a d- like more than but still safe but they flush a bunch of chlorine into the system as like once a year to kind of like clean everything out and the bacteria and of course in my head i'm like this is awful. Like I can literally smell the chlorine and like, this is our drinking water. This is like in my shower, I'm breathing this in now. <laughs> yeah, It's like, Oh no, it's fine. It's fine. It's safe. But man, it's just, you can, a lot of people can, can really, you know, smell that just from, from regular tap water.
1: Well, and you know, some of these, these forever chemicals, right. They're not even testing for them. Right. So so, I mean, you can have them in your water and you can't boil them out. So, I mean, everybody thinks that when you boil water, you're cleaning the water. The only thing you're getting out of the water is you're making it potable and there's no bacteria in it, right? But okay. when you boil water, it it like no one should be cooking with tap water and nobody should be giving their fur babies tap water in their bowls. Everybody needs to purify their water before they ingest it. There's just way too much evidence of bad stuff out there to take a risk of, you know, poisoning your fur babies or your family or their health issues. You know, like you might not notice something, but like some people might just have problems with their gut health. People Mm -hmm. might have problems with headaches. You know, Um, some people are very, very sensitive to chemicals. It's a root cause of many problems. And so, so it's just really important. Like you can't boil it out is so important for everybody to hear Mm -hmm. today. Please cook with purified water.
0: Yeah. It sounds, it, uh, it sounds like what is most important to city water and the city and companies that provide us with water is that what's most important to them is, is getting out bacteria, you know, like getting out the back, making sure that it's, it's not contaminated with bacteria or certain viruses and that is what they prioritize they do not prioritize man does this how are we providing this in a safe way and is there you know what are the long-term effects of things like chlorine or heavy metals or arsenic or anything like that so um yeah okay so let's talk about This is the this is what we all need to know. What are the different types of water filters? Because it feels like there's a lot of different types out there, but and nobody really knows what's best. So can we go through maybe I think I read there might be five types, but I might be wrong. So can you take us through those? (laughs) Sure. So there's there's carbon filters and there's carbon block filters, and they can
1: only remove so many contaminants. Let's start with pitcher filters. Um, they are gravity fed and pass through a little bit of loose carbon, and they're designed to remove simple contaminants like chlorine to make your water taste better. Then you have faucet filters and fridge filters. These are carbon block filters. They're a little bit better than a pitcher filter um, or a gravity filter because they use a little bit of pressure um, to move the water through the carbon block. But the problem with, with these types of of filters, these carbon filters, is that they don't let you know when it's time to change the filter. So if you don't have a smart purifier, what happens is, is they are, they, the way they work is they absorb the contaminant. So once the carbon block has absorbed the contaminant, let's say lead, yes, let's use lead as an example. Once you hit that mark, if you don't change your filter then you're getting a super dose of lead it starts to leach lead so if you're late if you missed it if you didn't get your math right if siri didn't tell you like if you're just not thinking about changing the pitcher filter out um it doesn't take a bunch of the nasty stuff out anyway you're actually like super dosing your family with lead and all these horrible things once it gets to the point where um you don't change the filter so so that's one of the big things that people don't realize Like once you hit your your, that filter life, it's like a super bomb of contaminated water when you drink it. Um, And then to go on to some of the other filters that there are, um, I want to talk a little bit about also like the two type main types of contaminants that are in the water. There's metals and there's chemicals, right? So metals and minerals are like lead, chromium, six arsenic, that sort of thing. The chemicals are like chlorine. And then there's also hybrid hybrid contaminants. So unfortunately, carbon filters, um, they're only designed to remove chemicals and not the metals and the minerals. So then you have a multi-stage reverse osmosis system and um, I'm a big fan. You know, I I work for AquaTrue. I'm a very big fan of reverse osmosis water systems. It's the gold standard of water purification because it actually stops the water, the bad water, on one side, and only lets really good water come through the other side. And um, there's enough filtration in place to really let the consumer have peace of mind that it's pulling everything out. And if you look at that EWG database, when you 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 go in and you run your report. If you put your zip code in, as you scroll down, it'll tell you, you know, like nitrate, for instance, you need an RO filter, chromium six, you need an RO filter. It'll tell you what pitcher filters pull out, what RO pulls out. And then also what, um, there's another activated type of carbon filter, what that pulls out. And RO for sure is, is the, is the standard everyone's trying to hit
0: when it comes to water purification. So carbon, the majority of the filters are the carbon pitcher, carbon block fridge, yeah, and then reverse osmosis. How does one, what is a reverse osmosis filtration system look like? And can you actually have reverse osmosis as a pitcher and, you know, or is it something that has to be like built into the the sink or what does that look like? Sure.
1: So, you know, at AquaTrue, we make reverse osmosis filters and we have something that works with everybody's household. We have a pitcher RO filter, which is brand new. It's called the carafe, which is a glass pitcher that's attached to an RO system. And then we also have a countertop unit, which is really great. Well, they're both countertop units. We have our classic countertop unit which actually, you know, filters quite a couple gallons of water that sits on your sink that you just pour your tap water into and you get pure RO water out. And um, then we also have another unit that goes under the sink where you can just filter from your faucet. But let me tell you a little bit about the reverse osmosis process and exactly how it works. Because as I go through this, you'll see there's several different layers of filtration. And that's why people think it's the gold standard. So stage one is a pre-filter and our pre-filter removes large particles like sediment and rust and, and things that are coming through your water supply as they travel to your home. Stage two is the carbon filter and the carbon filter is what's removing chlorine and chloramines and most carbon filters, they remove chlorine and chloramines. Simply to make your water taste better. Chlorine tastes gross. And so that's one of the big things, you know, filters do is try to remove that that bad, icky chlorine taste. And then there's stage three. Now, this is important. This is the reverse osmosis membrane. And it filters out dangerous inorganic chemicals, including lead, chromium, sick, arsenic, uranium, nitrates, to name just a couple. And then stage four, stage four is our coconut block filter, which removes organic compounds like rocket fuel, prescription drug residue and PFAS. And so these are the, you know, the um, forever chemicals that don't kick out. And I wanna talk a little bit about prescription drug residue. I really think there is a whole bunch of high levels of birth control that we find in water reports, which I think is really, really alarming. You never think that there's birth control when I turn on my tap water.
0: I did a whole post last month on Instagram titled, here's why you're waking up between 2 and 4 a.m. And it blew up because most of you are struggling in the sleep department. One of the reasons, a magnesium deficiency. In fact, many of you said you started taking magnesium because of the post and saw dramatic improvements in sleep. So here's the deal. Stress burns through magnesium, and it's a mineral that most people are deficient in because it's really been depleted from our soil and food. Being stressed when you're already deficient in magnesium can wreak havoc on your sleep. Magnesium increases GABA, which encourages relaxation on a cellular level and is critical for sleep. I personally take Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, and the reason it is so effective is because it's a full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress relief and better sleep all in one bottle. When you get all seven critical forms of magnesium, pretty much every function in your body gets an upgrade from your sleep to your brain, from stress to pain and inflammation. And for a limited time, you can get some freebies with your order. Just go to magbreakthrough.com forward. its Slash Well Fed 10, then use the coupon code Well Fed10. In addition to the discount you get by using our promo code WellFed10, you can unlock special gifts with your purchase. Again, that's MAG Breakthrough, M-A-G-B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-O-U-G-H dot com forward slash well fed 10 and enter the code Well Fed10 to activate our exclusive discount and freebies with your order. Okay, so the coconut block is what, because this is another big thing, because PFAS, everybody's talking about PFAS, which is, uh, you know, a big deal, Forever Chemicals, They're, um, they're just, it's unfortunate that it's kind of this thing that we're all trying to figure out what to do with, and I never really thought about it being in the water system, but I'm assuming that a carbon, just a carbon filter and a carbon block filter is not going to take out PFAS, no. like the fridge filters are not going to do that. So that is, is reverse osmosis the only way currently on the market that you can get PFAS out? Yes. Some people yeah. might be able to remove it, but not to the
1: lifetime of their filter. So that's when you start, when we start talking about, we'll go into this here in a moment to make sure that you're your water filter is NSF certified, um, someone might market you something that says, oh, this filter will remove PFAS. Maybe it will, maybe it it will remove it for 10 gallons, but if they're not NSF certified, they are not tested to remove to the life
0: of their filters. So that's really important when selecting a water purifier. Oh, that's super interesting. Okay, so we've talked about chlorine it can't that can be removed from water, and it's pretty much in everybody's water. Is fluoride in everybody's water still? And can this actually be removed through water filtration?
1: So yes, fluoride is still being added to water, and it can be removed. So unfortunately, fluoridation of our drinking water, it's a known neurotoxin, which makes it really scary. And we should not be ingesting this. The good news is that it can be removed by certain water filters. The most effective way to remove it from your water is to use a reverse osmosis filter. There are very few carbon filters that are designed to remove fluoride. And if they can remove it, it's nowhere near as effective at removing it as RO filters.
0: Okay. Yeah. I have heard a lot about that. Like that's the one thing that, you know, cause we have a fridge filter cause you know, you know, I like ice. And so it's (laughs) another problem is like, man, how do filtering ice and then like putting it in this thing and then putting the freezer, like that's a lot. Right. But, um, so it's nice when you have these automatic water filters and you obviously have the, the filter on your fridge, but that filter on your fridge, it seems I've always heard that the fl- it can't really handle fluoride. Um. You
1: no, know, and and look like the fridge filters. Like to your point with ice, you know. I mean, in a perfect world, everybody would be filling up their ice trays out of the, from their purified water from their RO system and putting them in the in the refrigerator. But if you are using a fridge filter or if your refrigerator is filtering your ice, just make sure that you're. Changing your filter regularly. It is really important because what's happening is you don't want it to leach, and so you know. I mean, there's no, there's no perfect solution because everywhere you go, you go to have a Diet Coke, you know, at, you know, a restaurant or you got to get a glass of iced tea, you know, I mean, most hospitals, restaurants, you know, they're using our water, but is there ice RO? you know, you don't know. So, um, so I think that, you know, progress, not perfection, but where you can make changes really is in your drinking water, what you're preparing food for and what you're actively digesting. I and mean, we're, we're 60%, the human body is 60% water. And we're so, concerned about putting like USDA certified organic foods in our bodies and we're sleeping on organic sheets and everything, you know, we're worried about our off-gassing in our air, which is equally as important, but that we're 60% water and we are, um, ingesting all of this water that has no toxins is really a big problem. And it, it's causing a lot of the problems in our society today.
0: Okay. So this has been um a point of concern shall we say in the marketplace with water filtration and that is you mentioned this um briefly but that's the nf nsf standards for certification now i was kind of looking poking around and i was looking at because that's one of the things that i immediately saw with aqua true when i was looking to get one was like the end you stated you know certified for, eight, I think it was something like 88 contaminants, NSF certifications. And so I went to the website and looked at it a little bit more. But why is that important, Um, especially when we're talking about filtration systems overall? So I'll tell you about it. So this is pretty complicated. So stick with me here.
1: Um, and it, it, this is a, uh, and I get to ask this question a lot and it actually took me to go in and really study all the different certification companies and different ways people can be claim that they're NS, NSF certified. And it's it's really complex. So I'm going to walk you through it. So you always want to make sure that your purifier, water purifier is certified to NSF standards because that means it's been independently tested to remove contaminants. It claims to remove, and this is really important, for the full life of the filters. So for instance, in AquaTrue, we have filters that last 600 gallons. We have filters that last 1,200 gallons. And so for the life of that filter, you know that we're going to be removing every single contaminant. So... What I really like to break down here is many people think that products must only be NSF certified or have NSF certification. Basically, certified to NSF standard and NSF certification is the same standard. And um, NSF, which is the National Sanitation Foundation is a third party organization that creates national standards for drinking water, food and other consumer products. Once standards are created by NSF, a group of five organizations are accredited by them. So there's five organizations that can certify it to NSF standards. And they're accredited by another company called ANSI. That company is American National Standards Institute. And they're allowed to independently test and certify products to that NSF standards. So it sounds very complicated, but it's very similar to USDA certified organic. Like the USDA sets the level and then different companies and um, entities are certified to like give that mark out, right? So in the US, um, we have five different labs, NSF, IATMA, which is the one that AquaTrue is certified at, which is the International Association of Plumbing and Mechanical Officials, WQA, UL, and the CSA group. If you want to check your filter certification, like if you're listening to this podcast today, you have a filter, you're like, oh my God, like, you know, is my water filter NSF certified? What you can do is you can go to their website and you can pull up their performance data sheet and it will say the certifying body on their on that performance data sheet then like for instance True. Aquatru. Aquatrue is certified by iatmo so then you would go to iatmo you would search for Aquatrue, and you it will pull up saying that we're certified to NSF standards by iatmo if it was certified by the NSF Lab. You would search the NSF Lab to pull up that product. So it's the certifier that you search. So I know it's really, really complicated, but it's a very. Why it's important is that everybody um, needs to adhere to the same standards, and we're audited, and our factories are clean, and we need to, you know, give documents to make sure that we are hitting those levels consistently. Every single year, you know, we're held to a very high standard. If someone is just doing testing in their lab independently, like they can't make an NSF claim because they're not going through, jumping through all the hoops that um, other companies like Living and true are. So it's really important. It's a certifying body. It's the standard here in the United States. And if it's not NSF standard if it's not certified to NSF standards, I would reconsider your filter.
0: Okay. And what I heard you say before was that sometimes a filter can filter out a specific contaminant only to a certain limit. So like 10 gallons, which is not very helpful because you're probably using that filter for as long as it says it's good for. So- the nsf standard is actually saying okay this filter is filtering out chlorine or fluoride to 2000 gallons or whatever that they think exactly. is acceptable okay yes. yes for the life of the filter so if it says that your
1: um like the life of your filter is like 6,000 gallons, then it should, it will remove that contaminant to 6,000 gallons. And if they're not certified, they can say, I remove a contaminant, but it might not necessarily be for the life of the filter.
0: Wow. I never thought about that. I don't know why. So it's, so it's, so filters could actually filter out some contaminants for the life of the filter, but not all of them.
1: Yeah. So they say that, you know, I mean, I don't know if you want me to rip off the big Ber- Berkey Band-Aid because I'm more than happy to do it. Like a lot of people use Berkeys, their gravity, their gravity systems. A lot of people like them because of power. Like if you're off the grid, if you need to something to, to filter your water, um, you know, they, they look to that type of filtration, but, you know, it's very important that you look to certification to NSF standards to ensure that the product can actually back up the claims they're making about contaminant removal. And you can verify it through these different, through these different organizations. Berkey filters are not certified to NSF standards. And in independent lab testing conducted by IATMO, um, their black Berkey element filter, which has a stated filter length of 3000 gallons, failed on the chromium six after only 50 gallons. So they're saying that, you know, we're going to take out chromium six to 3000 gallons. They're insinuating that's the life of their filter, but their filters fail after only 50 gallons and chromium six. So there's just one example of, you know, not being certified to filter to the life of your filter. So it's not about all the things they can take out It's about how long they will take them out for and do you know what that time frame is and so um it's it's very the certification is very important and it's a regulating body and one of few <laughs> and it's important that when you're looking out for things that are really going to um, protect your family that you really dig in and make sure that they do what they what they say they're going to do.
0: Thank you for that. That actually I needed that one 2 to 1 to 2 minute summary. I was like doing all this research, trying to listen to these videos and figure this out and I'm like, well, I don't understand. 90 seconds folks, that's all you really needed. Okay, so um Aaron Haldon asks, "Do you need to remineralize after reverse osmosis?" Helen, this was such a common question. I do think most people understand reverse osmosis as the gold standard. However, this there's this whole thing of like, but what about the minerals? Do I need to add any back? And so what's your thoughts on that?
1: Well, um, the good thing is that AquaTrue is we have a mineralizing filter. So we actually have mineralized water as one of the options when at AquaTrue, which is great. And it's something new that we did within the last year. But the short answer is no, You don't need to remineralize your water, but it definitely comes down to to preference. RO water leaves you with 10% of the healthy minerals that was in your water to begin with, but there's really like people aren't getting their minerals from their water. You know, they're getting their minerals from their food. Now, if you're really into trace minerals and um, you're not going to get that from your water coming out of the sink anyway. So it's really important that you go and you remineralize anyway, if that's important to you. So, um, So the short answer is no. And also it's it's personal preference. Some people like the taste of mineral mineralized water. I don't, I'm like a crisp, clean reverse osmosis girl. I want it very clean. I don't want any aftertaste in my water. And that's my preference. My colleague, Myra is the brand manager. She loves our mineralization. It raises a pH, you have all the minerals in it and it's not for me. So um, good news is, is there's options. And, um, and, um, and there's really no bad news because you really should be getting your minerals from food anyway.
0: I a hundred percent agree. I I actually like the fact that it's like, there's nothing here and I can add at my own will because everybody else, I feel like everybody needs their own, their own variety of minerals. They may need a a different, a differing amount than somebody else. So if you want to add a few trace mineral drops to your water, great, go for it. You know, um, if you want to use, element, you know, after your workouts, my electrolyte replacements, like I do those regularly. So I like that you're like, you're not getting it from your tap water anyway. Um, you could always sprinkle some extra sea salt in or trace mineral drops if you want to. And you can also get your minerals from, from other sources. So I love that.
1: The most important thing is that you're starting with pure water and that you, that's what's important.
0: Yeah. Love it. Okay. So this is from Nicole. She says, can we talk about well water versus city water? Do we need to test well water regularly? And I also had a question from Zoe who asked the same thing that she lives out on the farm and they have well water. And her husband says, we don't need to filter that. It's well water. So what's <laughs> what's the deal with that?
1: We always advocate for testing regularly with well water. Um, because it might not be what you're doing. It might be what your neighbor's doing. And um, so you just need to make sure that you understand what's going on with your own water. I would also recommend filtering water for full spectrum protection. You should make sure that it's microbiologically safe before filtering it. And um, and if your filtering system doesn't have that feature built in, there are some pre-treatments you can do out there to your well water to make sure you get the um, any like microbiological issues out of your well water before you start filtering it. So it's important that it's treated um, before you run it through any sort of water filter.
0: Got it. Okay. Grit and Grace 1440 asks, what filter gets rid of microplastics and pharma products? So you mentioned that birth control is in a lot as a contain known contaminant in water. I never really thought about microplastics. <laughs> yeah. what, what are the filters that get rid of that stuff?
1: Well, and um, so our pre-filter in our, in our AquaTrue, will definitely take care of that. And our RO filter will take care of both the microplastics and the VOC carbon filter will remove pharmaceutical products. But again, it's just really important that you make sure your filters are certified to NSF standards to remove those specific contaminants. For microplastics, um, as long as you're using a multi-stage RO system, you have nothing to worry about. It'll definitely be able to take like that size of contaminant out of the water. Um, but there is there is an NSF standard that covers common,
0: common pharmaceuticals. Interesting. Wow. I don't know why I never thought about that either. Okay. This is from Katie. And this was another popular question. And I've even felt, I've gone back and forth about this, which is, How do we should we be thoughtful and filtering out like the water that we shout we shower with or, you know, we take a bath with like, should we really be thinking about that, too?
1: So, you know, no one's perfect, right? So I think you can make small steps at making sure you're protecting yourself and your water. So first, more important, like what, what's going, what in like you're ingesting and going through your organs is the absolute most important. But second to that, um, we don't have, any options for shower or bath filters, but I actually think they're great. You know, I mean, you always you can tell like if you go somewhere that has really like if you're in a hotel and you use a shower and the water's super hard and you're like, what is going on with my skin and my hair? And, you know, your skin is your biggest organ. And so I'm a big fan of shower and bath filters. So if you can get one, I would get one. But the same thing applies. You really need to make sure you're changing out your filters because you don't want to get into that leaching situation.
0: If you are deep in the stress, like so many of us are, one of the best ways to support your adrenals, hormones, and sleep is with adaptogens. I ditched caffeine over a year ago and now utilize adaptogen blends morning and night. It's been such a nice little hack for me, especially during seasons of sickness and stress, and I have a code for 20% off for you. Adaptogens are herbs or functional mushrooms that have been found to help your body manage stress and maintain balance. They essentially provide your body with the support it needs Only when it needs it, instead of forcing your body to produce cortisol, which is how caffeine works. Research shows adaptogens can balance cortisol, combat fatigue, enhance focus, ease depression and anxiety, and support proper hormone function. The best and easiest way to supplement with adaptogens is with Organifi Superfood Blends. Here's my tip. Some adaptogens are better in the morning and others are better at night, but it's important to experiment with timing to see what works for you. I like to take green juice, which has ashwagandha mid-morning when I'm stressed or dealing with sleep issues or sick, and I take cordyceps, which is in the red juice before podcasting for energy and focus, and right now I drink gold Every single night before bed, it's my nightcap with reishi in it. I just mix it with water and it helps me relax and go to sleep. Support your body, energy, immunity, and stress with Organifi. Organifi takes pride in offering the best tasting superfood products on the market at a price that works out to less than $3 a day. And I've tried a lot of stuff. Organifi definitely tastes. The best. They contain clinical doses of adaptogens so you actually feel the difference. Go to organifi.com forward slash well fed and use code WellFed for 20% off your entire order. Again, that's Organifi dot com forward slash well fed. Use the code well fed for 20% off. This is not good news for me because I am terrible at remembering that stuff. Luckily, I married, I married up and he, he is like, uh, he's like detail oriented and on the dot, but I'm thinking about my shower filter days and I'm pretty sure I never switched those out. So.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, anyway, and it happens, it's really important that, um, for, you know, you, you can rinse off water, but, um, when it, when it comes to what you're ingesting, that's where it gets really, really yeah. like, you want to like have like a, you know, a glass of, you know, letty water because... Yeah change your filter so it, it, it's important that you get a machine that talks to you
0: yes okay um this is from sam she says what are the best options for those who move constantly and are renting she's in the military so i love the idea of like an underwater sorry under sink filtration system but it seems like nothing su- like nothing that's good is super mobile so this is why aqua true was born this is exactly how our company
1: came to be because our founder, Peter Spiegel, and he's also the founder of Air Doctor and a couple other companies, he he really saw this huge problem here in the US where people could not get affordable solutions for water purification. So that made sense. And so our, our first patented AquaTrue is a countertop unit that sits on your counter and you just fill up the AquaTrue Um The back part with tap water and it filters right there on your counter and you could take an extra like the extra water station and you could put it in the sink and have other things going where you have i'm sorry you have one in the refrigerator and you have one in the countertop and so it's a very good solution for people who are renting it will move with you and also we just launched a brand new aqua chew, which is called the aqua chew carafe and it's actually a little bit of a smaller footprint and it has a glass pitcher. And so it's like this combination of all the great things about reverse osmosis. And you also have this glass pitcher. So you have a really elegant, great experience. And it's perfect if you're like living alone, if there's only two people for apartment living and you just need something that that's small. So that's a new launch and it's a really good solution for renters.
0: What do you, because like one of the things that... Um... Some people talk about as the leftover water from reverse osmosis. What do you recommend doing with that? Do you typically like take it outside and water the plants or how, what are, you, what are um, you doing? It depends on where the plants are,
1: right? So like if you have a garden, if you have things that you're ingesting that you don't want to have, like don't put it. Like if you're growing strawberries, don't water the strawberries, right? But if you have like a tree or some shrubs or something, you can absolutely use it for water. But it's very little. Like our um, the leftover water in aqua is really about like ten percent of what you put in, so it's a very small amount of water. Um, it's very important you don't reingest that water. It's very important that you don't boil that water because we all know that it doesn't boil out. But you can easily either um, flush it or you can water a tree or a shrub that's not near any sort of garden where you're eating.
0: Yep. Smart. Okay. This is from Shanetta. She says I actually had aqua true for years. Then it started linking leaking and I could not find the cause. Also I move a lot. I have a government job, so I don't want a permanent solution. I considered Berkey, but we may be moving overseas and I don't know what kind of space we'll have. I'm currently using some pitchers, probably not the best, but not the worst. I think she's talking about carbon pitchers, but it's easier than nothing. nothing. This is a great conversation. So talk to me about the potential leaking and then what, what you recommend for her. So, you
1: know, if you live in an area like my dad, he lives up in Los Olivos here in California, and it is the hardest water in the country. And it's funny because he's always calling our customer service department and he knows the guy by first name. It's really funny. I'm like, dad. Um, But what's happening is hard water will actually, after a while, break down the mechanics of a machine like and so if you're not cleaning it we have something called a descaling kit and if you have really hard water you need to go in and descale your machine kind of like your coffee maker right you need to go in yes. and scale it every so often based on how hard your water is my dad needs to just scale his machine every three months so what it sounds like shanada we're so sorry is that you have a hard water problem and we didn't get you a descaling kit So you can absolutely reach out to us. Just say Helen Christoni at AquaTree said to reach out wherever you can—Instagram, email, whatever—and we'll make sure we take care of you. And we'll either send you out a descaling kit or a new unit. And um, if you're moving. What I would do is I would get our carafe. It can fit in a suitcase and I call it our, um, our aqua tube carafe is like our BN- Airbnb machine. People actually travel with it. And it's really easy just that you can put it in a carry on and take it with you.
0: I'm going to drive my husband nuts. Cause now I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get a carafe and we're taking it with us. Cause I don't like get going somewhere and buying a bunch of bottled water. That's in plastic. <laughs> well, yeah, one more it, thing to pack, it, honey. Um, okay. So that's really good to know because that makes sense. We do have to clean our, um, our, our coffee machine a lot. So that, that really does make sense. Okay. This is, you've touched on this before, but I just want to drive this, this one home because this is another big problem, which people want to filter their water, but they don't have $700 to spend on a, on a water filter. So, um, This is from Sarah. She says, how to have better quality water without driving yourself nuts or going poor? So
1: this is a really, really great question. And um, there definitely are affordable ways to filter your water. And so just to put it in perspective, with AquaTrue, you can filter a liter of water for six cents. And to put it in perspective, a bottle, a liter of Dasani is like 250 right? So um, when you think of it like that, you really can't afford not to filter your water. Mm-hmm. And also the removing single use plastic is really, really, really important. And so yeah. Not for just us, but for our kids and for the planet. And our, our so we use plant plastic is a is a crisis. And so um, not feeding into that machine and buying something that's rebottled by reverse osmosis water anyway it, is really important. But at Aqua we really worked hard to make affordable solutions for our our customers. And so we have our Aqua carafe, which I think that. Um, um, you can get for under three hundred dollars and even our bigger our bigger machines are are less than five hundred dollars and we have payment plans because we really want to make it accessible for people to get into clean water because we believe in clean water and clean air for all as pay our payment plans are as low as thirty dollars a month so we realize it's an investment um but so we're trying to make it as affordable as possible for people to get into clean water and then also, We really try to keep our replacement filter costs Um, in line. So our replacement filters are from like $20 to let's say $35. One of them you change every 600 gallons, which could be like six months. And the other one you change every 1200 gallons, which could be up to a year. So, you know, we, we try to really make it so it's as affordable as possible. And you can still have that RO quality without, without having to spend thousands of dollars on a really expensive machine.
0: That is one of the things that I initially noticed because I had never besides carbon block filters before I got the AquaTrue countertop system. I never had bought a water filter before a, a, an actual reverse osmosis system because of the price. It was just so much to invest. And it's like, you know, what are you going to focus on this year? You know, when it comes to like living a, a, a more, you know, a less toxic life. Like, okay, this year I need to invest in a air purifier for my bedroom. And so it's like every year you kind of have to figure out what are you, what are you getting and how are you switching things over? And um, the water filter just felt like too much. You know, I even talked on this podcast before, it's like, I just can couldn't take it on. I couldn't take on the the research I had to do, and the the price, and the investment, and all that kind of stuff, and so when I found the the AquaTrue countertop system, I was, and even the under sink system, I was like, wow, this is way more affordable than what's you know most people are investing in, or what's comparable on the market. So I do really, really appreciate that.
1: Yeah, and they're also really easy to clean. Like when you have that, so many people don't even, you know, they rent. And so, I mean, it's often yeah. for them, you know? So, I mean, there's so many renters here in the US, They everybody should have purified water. And so we really try to make it as easy and affordable as possible. And our under-sync unit, what's really cool about that for people that are homeowners is that it's a handyman install. It's like not a big deal. Anybody that's handy can really do it. And we made it so you can clean it yourself. So most RO systems, you need to bring in the people and you get like hit with that $250 yearly cleaning fee. And it's a whole thing. With our system, you just can like take the tank out, you can flush it, and then it's clean. It's really easy to do. I just did mine here in my own home. And it's like, it's one of our least expensive models are are under sink filter, which is great. And um, it makes it really easy. If you're cooking, you have access to tons of water. Our um, countertop unit, the classic is the same. You have enough water to cook with, which, you know, from what I've talked about in this podcast, please cook with purified water. (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, we make it, we try to make it really easy for people to get into clean water.
0: I think I know your answer to this one, but this one's from Lindsay. She says, humidifying water. Is it okay to use tap water for humidifiers or should we boil or filter the water first?
1: Well yeah, I mean you don't want to be inhaling toxic soup, right? So it's it's very important that you use purified or distilled water when in your humidifier, especially when people aren't feeling well, like you know, if they're having bronchial issues or they're sick or they're asthmatic, you know, you don't want to you don't want to make a bad situation worse. So so yeah. for sure use purified water with your humidifiers and with your essential oil diffusers. Um, you know, this is another topic for another day. We just recently launched a whole new company called Aromatro, but, um, it's very important that in your essential oil diffusers, sitting water will create mold. And so it, it's just important that if you're using a, um, an essential oil diffuser that works with water, an ultrasonic one that you're constantly cleaning it because if water sits, you'll have mold, and you're putting mold spores into your air, and that's really, really bad. And then also you need to think about the oils you're diffusing. If your oils are adulterated, and most are, there are very few USDA certified organic oils, then those are also something that you shouldn't be breathing.
0: Hmm. Truth bombs there. OK, um, that was a question too. one of our last questions from the uh, mighty munchkin. She says, do water filters have or are, are certain water filters more prone to mold contamination? If so, which ones Um, where it,
1: it when things are sitting? So when when water is sitting in a, a filter, it will be, that's why pressure is really important for water filtration. That water is actually always going through kind of the machine. So if you have any water that sits in any kind of container for a prolonged period of time without regular water flow, there's always a potential for mold or algae growth, especially if you leave things sitting in the sun or very humid or warm environments. But as long as you are regularly using your filtration solution, running water through it and cleaning it regularly
0: you should be totally fine got it okay this is our last question and if you don't know much about this this is fine because i don't know much about it either but it was a question that we got multiple times this is from be well with Kristen. she says is there a benefit to drinking structured water or does it not matter
1: So I, like you, have been hearing a lot about this lately. And I know a lot of people who really love it, but I honestly don't really know that much about it or have any research on it. So so I think this is something that I'd like to get into and learn more about. I think we're going to be all learning about this together because structured water is a new conversation. Um, One thing I do know is that, you know, at AquaTrue, we have our pH filter, which makes the water alkaline. So a lot of people really like alkaline water. Mm-hmm. And we have one of our filters raises the pH and, and alka- makes the water alkaline, but structure, mm-hmm. I don't know so much about.
0: Got it. Okay. Helen, talk to me a little bit about, um, you, you've you mentioned a few things, but talk to me a little bit about your role with AquaTrue and maybe where we can find just more about AquaTrue and you and, and what you're doing.
1: Sure. So, um, you know, aquachewwater.com is our website and my role at aquachu is I'm their head of partnerships and business development, and I'm formerly their head of marketing. And what my role has really become is educating people about clean air, clean water, and really breaking it down into very simple sound bites that people can understand because, You know, water is very complex and someone just needs to be like, hey, you know, you can't boil this stuff out, (laughs) you know? So I I think really making it so people can understand it and pointing them in the right direction to learn like where to look, where to investigate. And so, so yeah, you can find me. I'm at I'm also at Helen Prestoni on Instagram. And if you have any questions,
0: I'm always available to answer them. Helen, you need to make a t-shirt and wear it um that just says you can't boil it out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's a um, you know, we're we're very passionate at our company and we we um we do a lot of social impact stuff for people who don't have, you know, unfortunately there are a lot of communities that still don't have access to clean water. And so yeah. that would actually be a really, really great campaign. <laughs> Cause I organically say that all the time. Like you just yeah. can't boil it out. People don't realize it. And yeah. um And so it's, it's great work. And I'm, I'm very lucky to be out here and spreading the good word about clean water.
0: Thank you so much for your time and for answering all these questions for us. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks so much. Okay. So for more, um, Helen's been, uh, so nice enough to provide everybody with a, a discount aqua true you can just go to uh, coconutsandkettlebells.com aqua true and aqua true is spelled a-q-u-a-t-r-u aqua true so again coconutsandkettlebells.com aqua true um go there to learn more about aqua true and you can find more about helen we'll link to some of her links in the show notes uh for more from me my website is com. thanks guys we'll talk to you next week